This is our number three of the John and Leah Show. My name is John Ziegler. My co-host is Leah Brandon. Each week we get together for three hours. We talk about the news of the week, the events of our sometimes bizarre lives. We do so in an entertaining, informative, and unique fashion. This is a show unlike any other in radio, especially weekend radio, and we hope you appreciate it. Or even if you don't. We don't actually we don't even care. We don't really care that much if you appreciate it or not. <laughs> but if you if you feel like it, you can go to our it's website. Free. It's right. <laughs> it's free. Exactly. It's it's exactly what you paid for it, folks. At the worst. <laughs> our our very worst show is exactly what you paid for it. Uh, you can go to our website for more information on where to listen to us on sixteen stations nationwide at www.freespeechbroadcasting.com. That's free speech broadcasting.com. Uh, Leah, I want to, before we move on to uh, news about how uh, white men are screwed, which is almost becoming a weekly feature on the John and Leah show. And there was That's a, still news? Uh, yeah, well, there was a ton of white men are screwed news this week, which we'll get to all of. And I think you would probably put this story in that category. Uh, I want to finish up the Donald Trump is a uh, Muslim-hating racist uh, narrative uh, from the news media, because I find this to be so much more important than just you know, having whatever impact it might on the Republican presidential nominating process, because this is the impact that the news media has, right, Mm -hmm. folks? The the reality is that a Democratic candidate would never in a million years be held responsible for a question, no matter how crazy, from someone at their rally. Correct. They they would never be held responsible. And, And the proof of this, by the way, is... The 9-11 truthers. There was never any effort made by the news media. For instance, in 2004, uh, when Bush was running for re-election, there was never any effort to pin down Democratic candidates on 9-11 trutherism and to to condemn it. And 9-11— We all know Bush did it, you know. Right, of course. Uh, Have you seen the film? I mean, it's clear. (laughs) Um, but the yeah, fire right. doesn't melt steel. Uh, fuel doesn't uh, melt steel. I, I know that because Rosie O'Donnell said it was so. Um, <laughs> now, but, but here's the thing. Um, it's, you know, 9-11 trutherism is completely, you know, in, especially in comparison to saying that Obama might be a Muslim. My Muslim faith. I mean, the, there is far, <laughs> far Far more evidence that Barack Obama is in, is some, a Muslim. in some way more a Muslim than there is that 9-11 was an inside job. But, Correct. But, but the news media makes no effort. And by the way, the ultimate proof of the absurdity is if we need any more, the absurdity of 9-11 trutherism. And I, I, it, I just think it's funny that no one ever points this out. If the 9-11 truthers were right, they would have all been killed. That's true. Right. I mean, because what they're alleging is a massive conspiracy where whoever's behind it was willing to kill 3,000 people, by the way, causing far more deaths than all the wars that transpired afterwards, but they didn't kill the 9-11 truther people. (laughs) They they never bothered to take out the loose change, guys. (laughs) Um, All right, so, all right, anyway. But the the analogy, I think, is, is very appropriate because it exposes the absurdity and the hypocrisy of forcing Donald Trump to defend Barack Obama and and this, yes. and this morning this this morning and by the way defend him on something 
then it's pretty clear the evidence is as we've already stated is pretty clear yeah he's at least got strong muslim tendencies and uh, defend him on something that we have been told is the religion of peace right you, why do you have to defend him thank you right so uh play the clip from trump on the phone again for some bizarre reason he didn't bother to would he have done that for me if somebody said that about me and you know he's been uh, he could, he's very capable of defending himself yeah well <laughs> It's it's a good point. I I actually think in a, in a little. I don't feel this strongly, but I think Trump kind of whiffed on this one a little bit. I mean, he didn't. You think? Well, I, I don't think he. I think he could have hit a home run. The, the Donald he, Trump that that um you know the the part of him that we like, you know the balls down to his knees and doesn't care what people think. I think he could. I think there was enough material there where he could have really done himself some good. Like for instance, if he had referenced my Muslim faith. I mean that that's enough, <laughs> especially when he was being that's quest- true when he was being questioned by George that was the absurdity that is true he was being questioned by George Stephanopoulos who Stephanopoulos said to him I saw the transcript said to Trump this morning he is not a Muslim. Those were the words directly. Why do? How do you know George Stephanopoulos? He told you he was. Well, because it would be too politically detrimental to Obama if he was. So we know he's it's not. It's unreal. We know it's he's unreal. not. And again, the the most important element of this, from a media perspective, is folks. If the news media is telling you you are not allowed to consider or think something, and it's not completely insane. Right. Okay. I want to make that caveat. It's not totally insane. And they tell you you're not allowed to think it. Then it's probably true. And that's exactly. And I truly believe that, folks. Oh, I believe it, too. Because that's that's the reason why they're telling you you're not allowed to think it because they shut it up. Shut it up. Because they can't win an argument on the facts. See, if they Mm -hmm. could win an argument on the facts, they would have a discussion, which is, by the way, why they let 9-11 truthers run their mouths, because everyone knows they can win that argument because the facts are overwhelming. So no one's worried about shutting those idiots up. But 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 when we get something that's really sensitive, like you know, my Muslim faith, then then we, <laughs> we're not allowed to talk about this. In fact, to talk about this, you are a racist, and you'll get called a racist not just uh, on news programs. You'll even get called a racist on the Emmys, which apparently has already happened tonight against Donald Trump. Play that clip, Leah. Donald Trump, of course, is running for president to the delight of uncles everywhere. <laughs> but. I've got to say, sure, Donald Trump seems racist. What else? Oh, see, that's what it's going to be, folks. That's If he's the nominee, that's what it's going to be. And he hasn't even said anything racist. I mean, so that, that's what we're in for, folks. Get ready. I mean that's that's the news media. They're just they're just getting warmed up. It's September of 2015. You think he's going to be able to dodge? He's going to be able to dodge that for until November. He may. He may. No, he can't dodge it. He, he may. He cannot. He cannot because, dodge it. Okay, no. But don't forget, you do maybe discount the Trump effect on the media because I no, have we, seen the media. Go after him for something. He slaps back, and then they recoil. Like you, you. Sometimes <laughs> they'll come back. Sometimes they'll come back a second time. Yeah, but, but Leah, he'll oh, slap them down. There's, there's 14 months, or almost 14 months, between now and the general election. They're gonna get him. They will get him. All right. Now, speaking of uh, Muslim, when we come back, we have got to talk about uh, the Rorschach story of the week. 
uh, Ahmed's <laughs> clock. Uh, because Ahmed Mohammed. Yeah, there has never, I don't think there's ever been a story, at least that I can think in recent times, that is more of a Rorschach test uh, between you know conservatives and liberals, or as I refer to them, people who have a clue and people who are clueless, um, mm-hmm. than the Ahmed clock story, which we will get to when we return on the John and Leah show on the Free Speech Broadcasting Network. This is the John and Leah Show. My name is John Ziegler. My co-host is Leah Brandon. And we're moving on from the Republican politics of the week. Uh, We've got three segments to get to all the stories involving uh, reverse racism, um, which there were many of them this week. Starting with a story that, as I referred to in the last segment, is a Rorschach test. I I am increasingly of the belief, and many other people are starting to agree with me, that we're living in basically two or three different Americas. We live in the America that conservatives see through the prism of the media they consume, that liberals see through the majority of the news media that they consume, and then the people in the middle who don't give a damn, who have no clue about anything and aren't even watching the media. And they're just utterly just, you know, they're the... It's most of them. Right. I used to think it broke down in thirds, but now it's it's, not. It's now starting to shift. I think we're now that middle group is more like 40 percent. And, you know, the the people who really get it might be down to 30 percent. And it's getting worse by the by the week, frankly. All right. So anyway, let's. So the story I'm referring to is uh, Ahmed's clock. Uh, Leah, give us the details on that. Okay, so a 14-year-old Muslim student in Irving, Texas, brings what he says is a homemade clock to school. The clock looks a little like a suitcase bomb. He tells his science teacher what it is. That teacher tells him he probably shouldn't show it around the school. He doesn't listen and starts flashing it in other classes. The police are called. He refuses to cooperate with them, and then he's arrested. And I told them it's a clock, and they they told me, why would you bring a clock to school? And I was like, tell time. And then the officer, he was like, there's clocks here, clocks here, clocks around you everywhere. And I told him I wanted to impress my teachers, so that I could get get a good good setting to where I am with them, so I feel appreciated for it. But instead, I got the police called on me. So the cops are not pressing charges, but he is suspended for three days because Texas has a hoax bomb law. And no sooner did this make the news than President Obama sends a tweet inviting him to the White House. MIT talks about giving him a scholarship, and Mark Zuckerberg invites him to tour the Facebook offices. Now, I'm a big believer that The Onion, which is a satirical news website, which is sometimes very funny, has to be going out of business very soon. Absolutely. Because you... You cannot parody the news anymore. I mean, this is this is an Onion news story. I mean, seriously, seriously, the Onion would go, that's brilliant. Yeah, let's make up Obama's tweet. Let's say, oh, yeah, Obama invites him to the White House. Oh, yeah, Zuckerberg offers him a job. Yeah, MIT <laughs> gives him a scholarship. That's the way this would work in the Onion world, which would be parodying the absurdity of this whole thing. Now, you said he's suspended. Has the suspension been lifted yet, or is that 
maintained even though the president has declared him to be a hero? Well, no. I, I mean, I think it's still maintained under Texas hoax bomb law. That's right. what the thing looked like. Yeah, but I would, I would, I'm just presuming that whatever academic was in charge would cave in, in the under the pressure of a of a presidential tweet that got over 300,000 retweets in less than a well, day. It could be, but last I heard, they're just switching schools. Okay. Well, here's the bo- <laughs> here, here's the bottom line on this. All right. So liberals see this as, aha, we are living in a racist nation. It's Texas, yeah. right? So it's mm-hmm. inherently racist. And because his name is Ahmed Mohammed, that's why he was treated differently. And this is outrageous. And we are we are condemning this poor innocent child who's a genius who made his own clock. And the president has spoken so therefore hands off that's the liberal view the conservative view which i share is my bs detector is at a nine nine point five oh mine has been pegging since the moment it hit all right and 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 it, it was at an eight when i first heard the story and let me just stipulate it sound i will even stipulate it sounds like i wasn't there but it sounds like the kid was rather harshly treated, all right, based upon the reality. However, if I'm right, then he wasn't harshly treated. If, if in fact, this was a setup, which I think it might have been, mm-hmm. then he got exactly what he wanted. Now, here's the evidence. Exactly. Here, or what he, what he should have gotten. Here is, here's the evidence, or not evidence, but here's the case for this being a setup. Number, number one, as you already alluded to, the kid apparently did not, uh, adhere to his teacher's wishes or or concerns. Uh, Correct. He, so he so he clearly went out of his way to make sure as many people saw this clock as possible. That's pretty right. well documented. So that's consistent with this being a setup. Number two, his father is a. Uh, I, I, I guess you would call him a politician who, is, yes. who has run for president uh, of a foreign country twice. And so clearly is of the mindset of, hey, you know, let's create some attention. Mm-hmm. Let, let's focus on how you get disparate treatment because you're a Muslim. Right. That's right. Certainly possible. But the America cl- is ripe for it. Uh, the, but here's the clincher. Did you happen to see Bill Maher's show on HBO? Uh, no, but I heard about it. All right. First of all, you know, I think Bill Maher is a jackass. He but, is. But, a, but one out of a hundred times, Bill Maher gets it right. And Bill Maher's BS detector on this was clearly flashing. And mm-hmm. he called out Ahmed because this thing looked like a bomb and he's a Muslim and the the, 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 the school was probably acting properly. Now, this is a, Amen. Uh, this is a liberal we're talking about, Bill Maher. But here's the most interesting thing. He had Mark Cuban on his show. Did you hear about this? I did not. Okay, now Mark Cuban is an interesting character because uh, I like Mark Cuban. I think he's a smart guy. Me too. Which is ironic because his brother, who's a loser, he's an idiot. Is a loser is like my biggest <laughs> critic on Twitter. So, so I mean, here I am. I, I like Mark despite the fact that his brother is like my worst nightmare and a complete moron. But when we come back, I'm going to tell you what Mark Cuban had to say about Ahmed the, uh, the Clock, which I think sheds some new light on this. We'll do that when we return on the John and Leah Show on the Free Speech Broadcasting Network.
Welcome back. This is the John and Leah Show. My name is John Ziegler. My co-host is Leah Brandon. And we continue with uh, what is quickly becoming a <clears throat> weekly feature on the program, stories where um, the world has lost its mind when it comes to race, specifically uh, how white men are screwed. Uh, we've got several of those stories still to come between now and the end of the program. But right now we're discussing Ahmed's clock. And I was alluding in the last segment, Leah, to some statements made by Mark Cuban on Bill Maher's HBO show. And just for the record, I'm, I'm a fan of Mark Cuban. Love him on Shark Tank. Even yeah. though he's got a brother, Brian, who is a complete idiot, uh, who's a loser, and who literally, this is not an exaggeration, Leah, Mark Cuban's brother, Brian, stalks me on Twitter most of the day. Every day. This is What else does he do? Who has I, time I have, for that? I have no idea, but I mean he will I've blocked him on Twitter, but he will still he, he goes to the you know, this is not necessarily worth getting into deep 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 detail on, but he will go so far as to find out who I'm tweeting and if I'm if I'm tweeting a reporter let's say on a new revelation in in my investigation of the quote unquote Penn State scandal he will tweet that reporter trying to sabotage me I mean this is Mark Cuban's brother this why is, does he have a dog in the fight because uh, he went to Penn State and he's an idiot and he wants me to see wants to see me be wrong um, you know he knows nothing of the case he's bought into all the lies but anyway all right so that's the what I'm trying to point out here is my my objectivity because I still like Mark Cuban even though his brother's a pain in my ass. So, <laughs> so okay. I like Mark Cuban and Cuban uh, went on the Bill Maher show and about Ahmed's clock. You got to remember, Cuban is an is not a conservative. He's somewhere in the middle. He's got a conservative mindset, fiscally, socially. He's definitely very liberal, but he's a smart guy. He's also part of the club right he's definitely he's part of the cool people so Mm -hmm. he's not going to say something that's controversial in the issue of race where the cool people have already spoken as to what we're supposed to believe on this unless he really feels pretty strongly are you with me so so he tells the story to bill maher that he called ahmed you know because he's into inventions and he likes helping smart kids and all that so he calls ahmed and what he was struck by, you know, he said, Ahmed's a nice kid and all. But what was weird was that every time Ahmed would answer a question, Mark Cuban could hear his sister in the background telling him what to say. Ah, and, yes. then, and then Cuban, getting suspicious, called the school and got a very different view than the media is portraying yeah. about about their side of what happened with Ahmed. So if Mark and 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 I could tell that Mark Cuban was trying to be very uh, hesitant, you know, not going too far out on the limb, but he was definitely right. making an implication that you and I are right to have our BS detectors going off, you know, 8, 9 or 10. Um, right. And 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 the, so this is all very consistent with our theory, which is that this was a setup, that mm-hmm. this was a way to create publicity, to get attention to this issue of Muslims being discriminated against in the racist state of Texas, even this incredibly smart kid who brings in a clock. And by the way, why do you need a clock in this day and age? Not only is there this, a school is the last place on the planet where they still have clocks, not to mention everybody's got a cell phone. Um, but yeah. you, but I was unaware 
that there's yeah. news about the clock itself, which also I think goes to our theory. Okay, so there's a guy named Thomas Talbot. He uh, apparently is a big-time engineer. He's done a full-on YouTube video of Ahmed's clock. He says it's a complete fraud. He goes through every single bit of it, um, and he says, look, all he did was he took a commercial alarm clock out of the plastic case and put it in another case to make it look suspicious. And then he goes through every little piece of it where he says, that's from the factory. That's from the factory. You don't use AC ever when you make something at home. You use batteries, blah, blah, blah. He goes through. It's very detailed. You can find it on YouTube. So if that's true, if if that's true, I'm at a 10 now. I mean, because that, that, that obliterates the entire liberal narrative. And, yeah. and, and it obliterates Ahmed's narrative because Ahmed's narrative is I worked really hard on this. This was a great invention. I wanted to show it off to my teachers. Mm-mm. If if it was a, if it's bullcrap, then that's a lie. And the only reason why you would lie about that is if the whole thing's a sham. And correct. That, and that our instincts were correct. Now, yep. but but here's what's interesting. Let's pretend because there's still some some of the details that we don't know for sure. So I'm hesitant to be you know to go balls to the wall on this but let's pretend everything we sense is true about this story how will the news media react there will be oh they'll bury it no there will be no backlash that's the, right it'll the, just be gone the, it'll be oh never mind you know they, it, let's move on nothing to see here let's 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 move on folks move along i Ahmed, who I, I i don't i don't remember that guy um uh and and so that's what will happen <laughs> and, and, and and liberals will be allowed to stay in their bubble of yeah. of ignorance and pretend they were right about this, much like hands up, don't shoot. Correct. Conservatives immediately said, wait a minute, that doesn't make any damn sense. That Obama does, will uh, still invite him to the White House. I don't know if that's true or not. That will be yeah. interesting. That will be interesting to see whether that still happens. Ahmed might get an invitation at uh, 11.30 p.m. on a Friday night, um, depending, <laughs> depending on how, this, how the next few days go. All right. Now, uh, a very similar see, – see, here's the dangerous part of the story because I don't want this to get lost. So what kind of precedent has the president now set? He has now set the precedent that if yeah. you are a Muslim, let's pretend you are a Muslim terrorist. And you wire something. Right. You're not allowed to be questioned about it because the president might tweet in your support. So uh-huh. so if you're, if you're an academic person, all of whom are liberals to begin with, all of whom are terrified to lose their jobs, have no balls as it is. What are the chances that the next time a 14-year-old Muslim kid brings in a bomb-looking device that they're going to get the third degree? Zero. Zero! And if something bad does happen, the media will not blame Barack Obama. Of course not. And, you know, this just adds fuel to the fire where people say, is he a Muslim? Because the second something happens with a Muslim, all of a sudden Barack Obama's all over it. Yeah, if it wasn't for a ton of other things that go in that direction, I would say it's more about skin color and liberal mentality. But I see what you're saying, Lee. I do. Major Nadal uh, Hassan, he refuses uh, to call it Islamic terrorism. I get, I get it. I get it. I get it. Now, we're, we're running out of time here because I, I absolutely want to get to another story where the race card got played in a way that I think is at least as bogus. And that's involving these high school football players 
Uh, it's also in Texas, right? Uh, um, yeah, it is. is it, oh, Texas, again, that racist state of Texas. Boy, San te- Antonio. Te- Texas ought to just secede right now. I mean, in, all, want ser- to. I, in all seriousness, if I was in Texas, if I lived in Texas, I would be in favor of just seceding. Just say, you know, double middle finger to the rest of us, uh, you know, take our oil and run and have our own rules before everything in Texas is destroyed. But I want to talk about these high school football players when we come back. Final segment coming up on the John and Leah show on the Free Speech Broadcasting Network. segment of this edition of the John and Leah show. My name is John Ziegler. My co-host is Leah Brandon. And in this segment, we are jam-packed with stories that prove a couple things. One, that the biggest lie in America is that there is such a thing as white male entitlement. And two, uh, that white men are just screwed in uh, 2015 America, in Obama's America. Uh, The first deals with a high school football game from two weeks ago where, Mm -hmm. where on video, two High school football players took out a white male referee in a very vicious action. And then this week, they got to go on Good Morning America. Leah, give us the details on that. Yes, they did. The two showed up on Good Morning America and actually blamed their coach, saying their coach told them to do that. Uh, Of course, both were thrown off the team and suspended from school, but they say that Mac Breed told them because of bad calls from that referee and racial slurs, he needed to pay the price. He pulled me and another player and told us, um, you know, you need to hit the ref, you know, he needs to pay the price. One of my Hispanic friends, he told him, um, speak English, this is America. And then to a, to an African-American in our team, he told them the end line. Mm, the attorney for the referee. They are flat out lies. He's not in the business of using racial slurs. Also, the coach is on paid leave and hasn't commented. All right, so here's the deal. Uh, this, this enrages me on so many levels. First of all, what the hell is Good Morning America doing? Giving these kids carte blanche to make these allegations without a hint of proof and with their backs against the wall if you use any semblance of logic these kids have no choice but to play the race card the race card is their last bastion they they have nothing else to turn to so they just happen to play the race card and by the way they just happen to play the perfect race card n-word check and uh the hispanic speak guy english speak english to the hispanic guy now um that that's outrageous because when you call somebody this is the, the white male let's pretend for a second that i'm right that these kids are best exaggerating i'm not completely lying the white male in the story is the one who almost got killed exactly and he's the one who doesn't get to go on national tv because for a number of reasons he's not going to speak out because now he's in a no-win situation he has to respond to whether or not he's a racist it's unreal uh, it's just unreal so and and then the but about the assistant coach the assistant coach now they have no proof and as far as i know no substantiation i find it hard to believe that none that none of the other players knew that the coach gave this order now is it possible is it theoretically possible that the coach said something that got taken out of context? That's possible. But I do not believe that the coach ordered a hit on a referee in the middle of a game. I've coached high school football. I've, I've covered it extensively, written a book about a high school football team in Steubenville, Ohio. I don't believe that happened. Is it 
theoretically possible something close to that could have. Yeah, but I don't believe these kids because this, because they're desperate. And and Good Morning America let them play the race card to destroy the reputations of not one but two people. Uh, and, and, and 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 by the way, they get to go on national TV. They clean themselves up. All the these, you put the glasses on, the hairs all combed. All these poor innocent kids. Bull crap. Bull crap. Oh, it, it, and and of course, it's the white white male is automatically guilty. All That's right. right. Um, next story, uh, uh, and this is amazing from your home state of Virginia. Oh yeah, C- I used to go to Christiansburg all the time. Kids in school now suspended in Virginia for depictions of the Confederate flag. Tell us about that. That's right. 23 high school students suspended because they refused to change out of their Confederate flag-marked clothing. They held a protest. It was in opposition to this new policy. Not only can they not wear it, but they can't put any Confederate symbol on their vehicle in the parking lot. Sophomore Dalton Reddy. We're going to come back. And we are going to fly our Confederate flags high, and it will keep going on until we get what we want back. 17 of the students ended up getting out-of-school suspension. They're calling them disruptive behavior people. So they're kicked out. They get to come back. All right, now here's the, the legal issue, and I'm a free speech guy. I wrote a book called The Death of Free Speech. The legal issue is is complex because as students, you basically give up your free speech rights. However... The cars are an interesting matter because I don't think there's ever been a case that dictates you're not allowed to have free speech on your car in the parking lot. All right. So that that's, yeah. from a legal standpoint, that's interesting. But forget about the legalities. All right. Because there's legal free speech and then there's effective free speech. And no logical person can tell me that this restriction on the confederate flag was not obviously politically motivated and based there was no issue of safety there was no this was an issue purely of arbitrary enforcement of a of a bogus rule that lets an academic insert their own political views to take away the free speech of their students in a state this is important to point out that battle flag was the battle flag of the of state of Northern Virginia. Of Northern, right? That's the most amazing part of this whole story. That that there were tens of thousands of of the ancestors of or the of the of the of the, of the I guess grand great grandfathers and great 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 grandfathers of probably yep. some of these same kids who died who died under that battle flag. And when they were at Gettysburg and they they went on Pickett's charge under that battle flag. When they were, went to their deaths, they cried for Virginia, for yep. Virginia. That's what they said. They didn't say for slavery. They no, said, of course not. They said for Virginia. And I guarantee 99% of them didn't own slaves, didn't give a damn about slavery. That's not Mm-mm. what they thought they were fighting for. This is unbelievable. This is this is. This is one of those stories that tells you, you again, the onion is going to go out of business. Because yeah, and not only that, but let's not forget the surrender was right down the road. Yeah. In Appomattox. Right. For this to happen where it is, and those kids, I, you know, God bless them for putting up a fight, but they'll cave. They'll mm-hmm. cave because they'll, they'll, have they'll, to. they'll get no support. If they were liberals, everyone would rush to their support, but they will get no support. They, they, their will will disintegrate, and right. it, it will be gone, and the academics will win. Uh, mm-hmm. l- then uh, there's a story of another white policeman who ends up having to retire because of a Facebook post telling the truth about Black Lives Matter. 
Yes, he wrote an open letter and he published it on his Facebook page. And of course, uh, the Surf City, North Carolina Town Council had to hold an emergency meeting to oust him. Uh, they said that his post was divisive and it doesn't adhere to their standards, blah, blah, blah. He actually was threatened with termination. He did, chose to retire. He basically said, Black Lives Matter is becoming nothing more than an American-born terrorist group brought on by the lie of the hands up, don't shoot during the criminal thug Michael Brown incident. He says that if... Uh, it was a white group. They would never be allowed to get away with it. Where's the FBI? Uh, I stand with police officers. And, of course, he had to retire. Again, you can't make this stuff up, folks. That That's a parody. But that's a guy's life. That's a guy's whole career is destroyed because on Facebook he told the truth. I know. Unequivocally. Unequivocally he told the truth about Black Lives Matter. But because we now live in a world where – Let's see. White male, inherently racist. Blacks, even though they're terrorists, they must be good. Threatening because, to wipe out white people. But the, no, but cops. they're blacks. They're blacks, Leah. So they're inherently good. Even if they might not always do good things, they're inherently good. I know this because the media tells me so. And, True. Um, and that's the world we're now living in. And by the, so, what's the impact of this? The chilling effect on speech among yep. white males is, is profound. If you're a white male in any sort of job where you're not the boss, which is like 99% of people uh, who are white males who still have jobs, why would you ever make a statement publicly on anything of anything remotely controversy? Yeah, um, why you know would you how you it? say you know how you say liberals are never uh, satisfied? Right. Not only are they do they want this guy fired, they want him fired now to take away his retirement after 35 years because and, what he posted is not he should not be allowed to have his retirement. And it used to be that a police union would stand up and say no. We're not going to take this. And I don't know. I mean, I'm sure he got some support from the police union. But there's, you know, to my knowledge, there's been no rallies for this guy. You know, everyone's everyone's afraid it's going to blow back on them. So so all the white males, I mean, boy, you used to say or, you know, joke, you're, you're acting like a little girl. Uh, you can't yeah. say that anymore because little girls have more balls than adult white males. They sure. do. I have a little girl. Uh, white Adult white males are the most ballless uh, creatures on the planet. It is it is a joke. I see it every single day. It's a it is it is sad what has happened to white males in this country. Speaking of which, even liberal celebrity white males like Matt Damon now have to apologize because on their TV show Project Greenlight, they had the audacity to tell a black female producer on the show that the contest winner ought to be decided by merit and not diversity i'm not making this up check it out for yourself matt damon a card-carrying member of the liberal elite forced to apologize for suggesting that the winner of a contest should be based on merit and not diversity and he's you mean not skin color right yeah and by i mean it's unbelievable I mean, matt damon Okay. You have to stop this because I'm running out of actors to go see. Seriously, my list is so long. 
Yeah. I'll never see another movie well, as long as really, I live. Wasn't, you actually would like him more when you saw what he said. What he said was perfectly appropriate. But he had to apologize because the liberal Twittersphere went nuts because you cannot, you cannot go even an inch outside of liberal doctrine, which is diversity is good no matter what. No matter what the consequences, no matter what the reasoning, it, diversity overall. Uh, diversity uber allus is, is, hey. is the liberal mantra today. By the way, Twitter storms are fake, people. They're fake. I agree with that. All right, Leah, as always, great talking to you. We'll talk to you again next week. Okay, Uh, sounds good. Have a good night. Until then, everybody, you have a great week. Check out our website tomorrow morning for the podcast for the John and Leah Show at www.freespeechbroadcasting.com. That's freespeechbroadcasting.com. My name is John Ziegler. Have a great week, everybody. 